Hi, Elwood City Limits listeners. It's me, Will Young, uh, here to give you a bit of an introduction to today's special ECL Presents. Yeah, so this one actually premiered on our Patreon a couple of weeks ago, so all of our patrons got to hear it first. And it's an episode that I'm very proud that a couple of you uh, asked that we do. It is concerning the digital shorts that Arthur and the Arthur team have made in 2020. That includes uh, their thoughts, well, I mean, Arthur's thoughts, quote-unquote, can't see me doing the quotes, on uh, coronavirus, on the graduating class of 2020, and finally, on racism, which I'm sure all of you have seen. If you haven't, they're pretty easy to get a hold of on YouTube or on uh, PBS Kids' or on Arthur's social media. So we will, uh, I will be getting into that with YouTubers Cash Cash and Wacky Deli. Very happy to have met them and to uh, kind of get their opinions on this. It's a big, it's a big issue. But before we do all that, there's just a couple, couple things. Uh, I wanted to make sure to answer a couple of emails at ElwoodCityLimits at gmail.com because it's going to be, uh, well, we've got, to, I'll, I'll tell you all about our plans for the next couple of weeks before we... Uh, jump back into the mailbag. So let's go over here. First off, got an anonymous one about a fan art idea, and I wanted to put this out to the community if anybody wants to go with this idea. I'm not a fan artist myself, so I won't be uh, taking this uh, from you. Uh, The anonymous person suggests somebody needs to make fan art of something involving Bionic Bunny and Black Panther to honor Chadwick Boseman, like Bionic Bunny doing the Wakanda Forever salute, or Dark Bunny, as a matter of fact. Whatever. Anyway, there's an idea for you as artists. It was incredibly sad. What happened to Chadwick Boseman? I'll remember it for a long time because it was the night before uh, my birthday. But of course, I'll also remember it because it's incredibly sad. And he was a really, really great talent. And I can't wait to discover more of his movies and uh, honor the actor that he was. So yeah, that was a that was a really sad one. Let's go now to Riley Stevens, twenty uh, two year old Arthur super fan. When I found your podcast, I was a little bit angry that you guys thought of the idea of an Arthur podcast before I did, and became a patron before I listened to a single episode. Out of respect for the great idea, wow, that's awesome. Thanks, Riley. I've always felt kind of weird for continuing to love Arthur after elementary school, but there is something about it that is just so good, and I am glad that other people understand. I am now on my way to becoming an educator and can appreciate it even more for its educational value. The reason I want to reach out is because in the last episode, uh, during Flaw and Order, Lucas mentioned how he confused Mrs. Persky with the woman that Arthur got Pal from, Mrs. Wood. The reason for that confusion was that Mrs. Wood's dog, who is Pal's mother, is named Perky. Ah, you know what? That would probably do it, Riley. Thank you for helping to clear that up. Um, And we have one more here from Lawrence, who I had uh, quite a nice... Uh, correspondence from. Lawrence uh, discovered the show last month and has been burning through the back catalog. Uh, He's a fellow Canadian, Torontonian, originally from Edmonton. YTV and Canadian things are such amazing callbacks. I grew up watching Arthur, and I was exactly the same age as him when the show started, so I related very much to him, wearing glasses, bookworm, the constant anxiety of messing up relationships. I'd watch random clips on YouTube once in a while and still quote the show regularly. Sadly, not many people get the references. Yeah, I trust me, I know. But I find myself re-watching the episodes as you recap them. It's been fun seeing how much of the show I do remember. I mentioned your sh- the show and your podcast to friends and colleagues as a quarantine self-care routine and thought people wouldn't get it like the love ducks, but surprisingly, it's been getting positive responses all around. Well, thank you very much, 
uh, for sharing. Uh, and uh, Lawrence continues here. Uh, we kind of connected on the fact that we're both uh, reboot fans, fans of the 90s CGI show uh, Reboot. Uh, I found uh, excited to hear you're also a reboot fan, how close you were to doing a reboot podcast. That's a fun fact that I'll share with you right now, is that one of the shows that I was considering doing a podcast about four years ago was Reboot, because I've seen that show back and back to front, and I could talk about it all day. Uh, I found a couple of reboot podcasts out there, but haven't listened to them yet. See, that's the thing. I'm glad I cornered the market on Arthur, because I feel like Reboot, it's short enough, and it's got a big enough fan community that I can imagine there being reboot podcasts already. Maybe something to consider after you wrap up for the kids. Well, we've got a lot of options there. Don't you worry. I have a couple thoughts on Arthur Changes Gears. I got protective of my gaming consoles when I first got them, including the Switch, and would worry about damaging the joysticks or scratching the screen. It's now a well-worn machine thanks to playing Smash and Tetris 99, and I don't regret it a single bit. On the other hand, I've indulged in buying nice stationery that remains wrapped and never used. This is my version of having fine china. Interesting. Now, that well, and I mean, the thing about the Switches is that right now, uh, my wife and I have serious, serious Switch drift. So we're going to have to send it in, and it's it's a whole hassle. I, I really, really don't like this, so I'm, you know, not too happy about it. But otherwise, you know, I do generally try to treat things well. Hey, I mean, this is the first podcast content I'm making on my new laptop, so I'm going to treat this with kid gloves for as long as I can. Well, Lawrence, it was very nice to hear from you, and Riley, and Anonymous, you as well. Thank you so much uh, for your emails, elwoodcitylimits at gmail.com. Um, so a couple th- other things I want to address. I promise we're getting to the episode very soon. Uh, so first of all, just our schedule in the next couple of weeks. So next week we are going uh, back to Patreon for another uh, Patreon episode, bonus episode of For the Kids. Uh, we're talking about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So I'm currently doing some research on it. The thing is, is that there's already so many great documentaries and there's so much great content out there about Mr. Rogers. It's hard to kind of parse it through. So I feel like this episode will be um, maybe a bit lighter on research. Of course, touching on the important points. But I think what's important is that we actually talk about the show itself. I think that's something that uh, gets glossed over a little bit of what a typical episode was like, and revisiting it for uh, for ourselves. So we will uh, we'll give that a try, and that's going to be Patreon exclusive next week. The week after that, we will be back in full swing with Elwood City Limits uh, with Unfinished and DW Bossy Boots. So we will be back very soon. And of course, uh, something that has come to light this week, it is uh, September the 4th, Friday, September 4th, that I am, uh, that I'm uh, recording this. And uh, if you follow us on Twitter, then you may have seen that uh, there has been uh, some some super sleuths out there in the Arthur community have found the uh, episode listings for the upcoming seasons 24 and 25. Season 25, including what looks to be both the final Arthur special and the final Arthur episode. So this is it. I mean, this has been something that I've been kind of haven't wanted to comment on because I felt like it wasn't my thing to announce. You know, we kind of straddle the line here between, you know, we're a fan podcast, but I also want to be respectful of the creators and I didn't want to get out in front of them before they can have the chance to say to the audience that Arthur's ending. But if you haven't heard it, that's, that's the idea. It's not immediately, 
But within the next couple of years, it looks like we're going to have to say goodbye to Arthur. Um, I think we're going to we're going to talk about this in a couple of weeks. I want to talk about this with Lucas. I want to get his reaction. So I'll kind of save mine for right now. But we will be discussing it a little bit more in depth. And um, yeah, it is it is it is a big deal. See, it would be the end of an era, but I'm excited to see what this means and what it means for us. So I'd say don't worry too, too much about it. Last thing is that I want to acknowledge our patrons who got to listen to this first. And they include such lovely people as Mary Archambault, Alistair, Nicholas DeMarco, Valeria, Lawrence, Mason Bishop, Daniel Uptograph, uh, Joe Lo Flo, Ursula Cat, Michelle Sprzinski, Owen, Lee Goldson, Lion Dog ZXA, EJ Acra, Christine Lascody, Greg Agai, Yoshi, Lily W, Melissa Avales, Andrew Power, Matt, Pretty Cool Stairs, Marlo Stanfield, Rachel Pearson, Michaela Gibson, Kristen, Sierra S, Kat, Aaron DeFilippo, William, Shayna Bennett, Kaylin Krogall, Kevin Noon, Jake Bailey, Macy Ball, Riley Stevens, Joe Sue, Christine Wong, Stella, Froppy, Emily Kay, Shander LaFave Bowden, John Griswold, Teresa, Dan Mike Dawson Silva, Light Relentless, Ian Collis, John DeLong, and Leanne. Yes. Thanks, everybody. And uh, some more content coming your way. And of course, it is very easy to join our Patreon. Won't have the same ad break as we normally do. So I'll just say patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits. Follow us on social media. Send us an email. And it's uh, nice to get back in the swing of things. Just wanted to take a little break after my 30th birthday. So uh, thanks for indulging me here. And without further ado, I'm going to pass it over to myself <laughs> for this special ECL presents on the 2020 Arthur Digital Shorts. And now a message from Arthur. It's another uh, unique setup here on Elwood City Limits and another edition of ECL presents because today we're talking about we're going all the way into the future, you know, currently on the Elwood City Limits timeline. We're somewhere around 2006, but now we're going to go all the way into 2020 because it turns out Arthur has some really important things to say and in a digital way. So I am Will Young and welcome to this episode of ECL Presents. We're going to be talking about three videos that Arthur's team have put out in the last year to deal with some pretty big issues that have been happening. And I thought that there would be no better guests to have on than, uh, well, two gentlemen who have... Uh, made a great YouTube video talking about one of these, and I think are also big Arthur fans in their own right. I'm excited to talk to them about it and about their own Arthur fandom. So, first of all, uh, I was going to say from the world of YouTube, but I guess both of you guys are. I will introduce first uh, Wacky Deli. Hey, how's it going there? Hey, man. It's good to hear from you. And, of course, uh, you had you recently made an Arthur video that really resonated a lot with me. And you had a guest on that video, and his name is Cash. Hey, Cash. Hello. So thanks a lot for coming on the show, guys. I think this is something that uh, I'm really glad we have the opportunity to talk about while it's still relatively recent. But before we get into some of these videos, I'm curious to know... Um, your own experience with Arthur and, uh, you know, when did you start watching it? What are your feelings on the show and that, that sort of thing. So we'll start with, uh, Deli. Deli, when did you start watching Arthur? 
Um, I started watching it at a pretty young age. I think the first real memories I had with it was um, watching old VHSs that were borrowed from the library. It still had like the, I think the Random House uh, branding on it, and um, it was like season one or two. It was just really old, and um, I've always had access to cable, but I've also watched a lot of PBS shows in my time, so I just... Um, I'd watch it intermittently throughout childhood, and uh, every once in a while I still check up on it, and uh, it's still a, a really interesting series. I know it's uh, probably ending in a few seasons, but uh, it's still, uh, you know, interesting to look back on every once in a while. For sure, absolutely. And uh, Cash, I'd like to he- uh, know about your story with Arthur as well. Okay, um, well... Like Delhi, um, I was first exposed to her through childhood, of course, first on PBS. Um, I think I've never really been in, like, a period in my life, like, like most of my life, honestly, like, without it. Because most of my viewing experience of just, like, watching PBS on a regular basis was also because of my brother, who had special needs. You know, we really bonded over that. So that was, like, our... Of all the PBS shows, that was our favorite. No, so um, over the years, you know, we just like really bonded over that. Like as like the seasons came, and no, even though he's still, uh, even though he's not currently like living here, you know, like anytime, you know, I want to think of him, uh, you know, I can just like pop on an episode and we still sing songs like whenever I'm able to communicate with him via Zoom. So, and I guess in a in a sense. You know, Arthur still helps me to connect with like my inner child, just the good memories, and I still appreciate it for that. So it sounds like you have a really personal connection to it, as well as being just a show that you like to revisit. Yes, and not to say that you necessarily don't, Deli, but uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> people can come at it from <laughs> uh, different ways. And I know, of course, you guys are huge cartoon fans in your own right. If you uh, check out both of your YouTube channels, I mean. There's some awesome videos on there, and so cartoons are, uh, much like myself, kind of a way of life for you guys. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I figured you were kind of the best equipped, or one of the best equipped, uh, to talk to me with about this. So this year, on Arthur's YouTube slash social media, they've come out with three different videos that have been very, very timely, and uh, I wanted to kind of unpack that because we've had a lot of listeners who have been wondering about um, kind of our feelings on these videos. Now, some of these, of course, range in topics from seriousness. So we'll kind of start with the lightest one here. And I guess when I was pitching this to you guys, I was thinking that there, I think I must have dreamed this. There, I thought of a video where Arthur and Buster were having a discussion about COVID-19 over a webcam. But then I tried looking for it and I could not find it anywhere. What I did find is the Wash Your Hands song. And it's, uh, well, I mean, this, I kind of don't have a lot to say about it. It's where we can start, though. It's in the new style of Arthur animation, and it's just taking repurposed clips from the show. And it's, uh, you know, back, remember back a few months ago when it was all, when the big thing about quarantine and COVID was Wash Your Hands? Yeah. Right. And it was we weren't even into the mask part of things yet. So it was all just wash your hands and 20 seconds and all this kind of thing. So this was a real basic kind of 
uh, way for kids to to get into the idea of being. Uh, I I still feel like. I don't know about you guys, but my hands would get super dry, like, washing them, like, five times a day. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, I can definitely relate. Was there, anyth- was there anything about this particular one that jumped out to you? And it's okay if there isn't, because this is just kind of the way in. I didn't find anything particularly striking about it. It's just kind of been mixed into the the haze of, like, uh, children's entertainment trying to grapple with the seriousness of the pandemic while also just trying to keep everybody in check. And I think it just kind of falls in line with the rest. It's, it's, you know, it's not, um, it's not particularly remarkable, but I think that's what makes it good. It's just, it's just solid information. And, uh, that's all that really needed to be conveyed. Mm -hmm. No, um, no, I definitely agree. Um, when I first saw this, like, I will admit, um, I do have, like, more of a connection to um, the older seasons. Not necessarily to say the 90s episodes, more like the more traditionally drawn ones. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, while I have seen some of the more modern episodes, I'm still not completely familiar with it. So I guess it's kind of it's kind of like showed me that there was definitely, like, a change, so to say. But still, you know, it, it's still a great way, you know, just for kids to just... No, still in a more optimistic way, just to have everyone to know as to what to do. So I figure, you know, it's fine. I can't really harp on it. I'm sure if I were still in the <laughs> intended demographic, I'd probably sing that song too. So it's perfectly fine. Uh, and speaking of kind of breaking this down to a level of kids, because you're right, Deli, there have been a lot of um, different properties that have been kind of trying to get the message out, it seems, for the past few months about quarantine. And I think the one that kind of went a little bit more of a serious bend was about, I think this this was a couple of months ago in June, uh, Arthur Celebrates the Class of 2020 is the name of the video. And it is uh, Arthur over quote-unquote webcam, Andy W. doing a... Um, a gra- a graduation speech for everybody. This this when I when this was uploaded, it kind of took me by surprise because I genuinely didn't expect, you know, the Arthur animators and voice actors to even do something like this. But for me, I really liked it, and especially watching it now, it is still kind of stuck in that like, you know, we can do this together, and that kind of feeling about quarantine, which I f- think has changed in the last couple of months. But it is still very. Uh, aspirational in the best way, at least I feel. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it was, it's, when I look at all the commencement addresses that have been made for this year, they're, they're definitely tailored towards, you know, older kids, people going to right into college, uh, Adult Swim, for example, they had a really great, uh, commencement series, and I think they started off with, like, Eric Andre, and it's just been, it's just been a riot, but there hasn't been much tailored towards that younger set that might be going into middle school, or maybe even high school, or, or, um, you know, elementary, so, uh, I think it was, uh, important that the Arthur team decided to step in and create that kind of resource, and, you know, since Arthur is multi-generational, you know, it could, it doesn't even have to, like, apply to, like, a little, little kid, it can be, you know, somebody that's, going to a master's program they can they can get something out of it you know so um it's mm-hmm. just really it's nice that you know they're using that platform that space to um try to create a little more calm within the storm and as for me you know like i completely agree because 
um, quite hilariously, um, I ended up missing my associate's graduation oh, because man, it was man. Uh, held via Zoom. But um, when I was able to see this, you know, even though, like, because it went completely under my radar, personally. Uh, like, I had been aware of, like, some of the others, like the Adult Swim one that uh, Deli had mentioned, but I didn't know that the Arthur channel uh, did this. But, you know, it really resonated with me, and I really, like, I really commend uh, how they're approaching this, because, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't in a way of, like, like, of course they softened it uh, for like the younger kids that are inevitably going to be watching this, but it wasn't in such a way that felt artificial or like annoying, uh, ignoring, I should say, uh, how things have changed, but still having a sense of optimism that I feel, you know, was really warranted. And I really feel like it could warm anyone's heart. I just really appreciate that. I did too, and that was, you know, I I got kind of a tear in my eye when I watched it the first time. I was just like, I mean, that was that was the kind of content that we were we were looking for, something very positive, and you know, leave it to, I I I forget which one of you said it, but multi generational. I think that's a great way to look at Arthur is the fact that it doesn't belong to just today's kids or yesterday's kids, like like me or or my co-host Lucas, it belongs to everybody and it can speak to so many different types of people who either have nostalgia from the past or watch it as it is today, either as a kid or as a young adult. So I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, and I guess that kind of does lead us into the big one, the one that people really wanted us to talk about, and I'm very glad to have found you two because... <sighs> I mean, jeez, uh, where do I start? So, for, well, I'll I'll tell you this. When I was turned onto your video there, Deli, uh, Arthur condemned racism and Twitter had thoughts, which I think is a very good video uh, that you and Cash both both did, and I would recommend everybody go to YouTube and check it out. Um, I felt very vindicated because sometimes when you take a look at the fact that people are reacting to the video, the title is Arthur and Racism Talk, Listen, and Act. This is the third kind of viral video that Arthur put out through its social media. And it is, the matter of the video is a three-way video call between Arthur, Buster, and Mrs. McGrady talking about what kids Arthur's age, around that age range, and who do watch Arthur, can do about racism, especially in the context of the fact that the characters in Arthur are all children, so they're not necessarily being expected to end racism themselves, but there is something that there are things they can do that start with them. And, you know, I, I look at that and I think, you know, what a nice, almost innocuous message, an important one, but one that I think, especially in the climate that we're in this year, wouldn't ruffle a lot of feathers, but it turns out that it did. Um, so Delhi, I mean, I don't want to step on any points or have you step on any of your own points that you made in the video, but one of the big things was the reaction to it and especially the dislike, the YouTube dislikes. So I wanted to kind of gauge how you feel about the, sh about the short and what the reaction kind of made you feel and you as well, Cash. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's a lo it's loaded it's loaded <laughs> it's a, oh man i've been thinking about it <laughs> all week um <laughs> you know it's it's a 
let me quote the Arthur theme song, right? It's a simple message and it comes from the heart. And it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's, <laughs> it's such like a, it should be such a milk toast thing that it shouldn't even register. And I think right. part of it is because yeah. like, you know, Cash and I are, are black. This, this, this stuff does relate to us quite directly. Mm. And to me, like the way that I, when I, when I posted the abridged version of that on Twitter, uh, it wasn't even like, uh, Arthur is a martyr of social justice and there's real advocates of this generation. No, it was just like, well, uh, the racism bad. I approve that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and, uh, the, yeah, oh man, I, I can't even look at that tweet anymore. <laughs> the, I bet man, like, holy crap, that thing took off. And like, I saw it on not just the East, the ECL Twitter, but on like my, in my normal Twitter accounts. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, great. This is being passed around. People are, people who aren't just super fans of the show are latching onto it, which was true <sighs> from both sides yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It got too far, man. I got, Oh, uh, we got to cancel this tweet. <laughs> it's gotten too far. Uh, I saw the blue check. I, I can only imagine. I can liken it. Oh my God. <laughs> I can only imagine the response that you've gotten from, from doing that tweet um, in terms of the replies. Have you gotten any like nasty DMS or anything like that? Oh no, no, I haven't. Uh, luckily I haven't gotten okay. that. I keep my DMS. I was like, maybe I should close this for a few days, but <laughs> I, I haven't gotten anything crazy. So, um, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, and the fact that there wasn't anything really, there was more vitriol aimed at like the cartoon artwork than there was at me who was like, Mm. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Like, you know, there were a few snarky, like, quote retweets. But other than that, like, it's just people, like, arguing in the in the replies. And it's it's a circus, and I don't want to look at it. But it's, like, it's also kind of yeah. entertaining. Like, you know, the fact that people do feel the need to, like, you know, debate about this is important. Because you are keeping the discussion going, even if, like, someone disagrees and, like, 70 people tell you, no, you're wrong. That That's really stupid. But it, it mm-hmm. still does contribute to the to the conversation um i you know <laughs> i i've gotten just a, the tiniest fraction of that attention on the the video uh but the comment section is even worse and i don't even want to look at it i don't even look at it. i can't uh you know i can i can no. look back at the tweet i can't look at the comment section uh but um well, and we and I had somebody in our our ECL Discord being like, "Huh, it's too bad you can't see the comments." And I'm like, "No, that's that's great." Like <laughs> we, the the dislikes are saying all everything like, and you you don't need to you don't need to strain your brain, unfortunately, to know what those comments are full of. Like I'm getting, I'm getting, I get, I have like an Arthur Google alert, and I'm getting like these these. Cr- ultra right-wing newsletters being like Arthur with with uh, anti-white propaganda like headlines and it's just so mm. tiring um cash I'd love to know your reaction uh when the video was posted and to that kind of initial surge as well well <laughs> it is it's kind of been uh you no know, kind of been interesting for me um it, it's actually fun because initially uh, I was just scrolling some forums, and I was, I was the one that originally brought the videos to Doe's attention at first. But you know, um, because I knew there were like one person uh, that would really gel with me on this, uh, it, it would be Delhi. But mm-hmm. it's, I guess it's just that. No, I, I just feel like 
a miasma of like a lot of stuff because like these shows like art for in of itself touching on more serious topics you know that's nothing new you know there are like many mm-hmm. like many episodes that just focus on just like issues or different perspectives in life that you know really help add something to the conversation or teach people kids or adults something that they probably haven't known before so and going beyond that is not like, we're we're in the 2020s you know children's media addressing some of these topics like more head on isn't uh isn't a her of either so to have so just to have like such an adverse reaction to this where it's literally just racism bad mm, you know mm. kind of really let me down you know especially how people uh yeah by the way like never checked where <laughs> it's like you know me like seeing a lot of people say that you know uh addressing this at all is just uh leftist propaganda or just like you know like putting politics in kids shows is bad even if uh even if I agree with them and you know, it's greatly ignorant, you know, and I, I, I don't know. Again, it's just a simple message that was appropriate for the climate. And I didn't think anyone could disagree with it, but people are. And despite them having nothing intelligent to say, you know, it's not like we can really stop that discussion no matter how much I obviously don't approve of it. You know, well, I, I think something. Can I just add on yes, to that too? Because uh, like, it's not only like there was extreme negative reaction to it. It's just there was there was a lot of extremism on on both sides. Because okay, like the whole premise of the tweet, I guess, would be the extreme wording of it, right? It's not only it's like mm-hmm. racism mm-hmm. bad, but I sent it, uh, you know, in a more creative way. So. There were a lot yes. of there were yeah. a lot of black people that were like, "Oh my God, Arthur is a king. We stand. He's he's been he's been a light skinned hero all the, all the time." And I've never heard that <laughs> ever outside of like this tweet. Like this is the first time I'm hearing people address him as black, and I think that's great. There were a lot of people that were moved by it. Uh, a lot of people that you know showed this to their kids and and they embraced it, and and that's really cool. But then of course there was also like a lot of more vitriolic or uh snarky kind of uh questioning tones like cash it and not all of them were really like unreasonable like a lot of them were inherently racist or ignorant but a lot of them were just like this is kind of i don't i don't like how they did this uh i don't like this feels a little bit like propaganda to me uh you know what i mentioned this in the video too because there was a lot of like dumb questions like Aren't they yeah. animals or like, uh, aren't they like, Arthur's a kid show? Are, can they address? Mm. Is this allowed? Are they allowed? Have they done this before? One of one is is Arthur black? I don't like that he's black. What is Buster's? Not, Buster's clearly white. And there was a lot of like you you know about yes. the knitter movie, yes, right? <laughs> Thank you. I I. I love, I like, I, okay, I, I like the meme, but I didn't know if I could, like, like those specific tweets because it felt like a little bit, like, it's yeah, not the point yeah. here, like, but I fear you. So, you know, a, a lot of my time spent with the tweet was, like, going back, checking people, but like, hey, uh, Arthur, Arthur's always had race, here's some examples, and then 
other people would be like, no, that's stupid. They're, they're li they literally have ears and noses and, and all this other stuff. And it's like, no, dummy. They've had Binky's <laughs> adopted sister. They've always had geographical differences. They've always had racial disparities. Yeah. You have characters that are black and Jewish and Chinese and Ecuadorian. Like these have these have been here literally since the show's been around. And I, I think part of it is because Arthur is like such a ethereal thing. Like it hangs in the background. Like people come back to it every once in a while, but they they don't necessarily like keep tabs on it because it's just so old. But it's also like this stuff has been here since you've been watching it. Like <laughs> where have you been? <laughs> and, exactly. You know, it's it's. It's wild, like, there's so much, like, oh, they're animals, though, right? Who's the black one? I'm like, they they, they can just let you know. There are no, it's kind of, it's a little racist to assume that there are black ones, right? If they're black, right. they'll tell you. And it's and it's, <laughs> you know? it seems to be, like, a, um, a, very, a very pedantic and, frankly, exhausting argument to be, like, well, actually, actually, they're all animals, so there is no race, which, of course, like you said, Arthur's been dealing with issues related to race or just having racial aspects to their characters forever. And also, in this situation, where we're dealing with something that, from a kid's perspective, can be very... Con an issue that can be very confusing and scary, like, it's okay to step out of the exact reality of the show to show kids where you stand and give them something reassuring and give them a bit of a call to action. At least that's how I feel... You know, it's not like, uh, when did this conversation take place in the canon? I don't believe... Shut up! It's not what this is about! Like, that's just what it feels like to me sometimes. Uh, yeah. It's funny, because um, the reason why... <laughs> Cash... The reason why this hit was not only... Like, he's, like, Cash sent it to me, not only because it's, like, Arthur content, but because our friend made a video... Um, that's kind of, I, this is a PG podcast. I can't, it's hard to explain without showing the video, but basically it had to do with like uh -huh. race and Arthur characters were suggested for the list. And, you know, because, and part of his ruling was that the, the Arthur animals are animals. So they wouldn't have racial slurs or like disparities. Like they're not black. They can't say yeah. X, Y, and Z. And so, like, I spent the last... When I found out about this, I just like, hey, hey, look at this. I told you from the start, they have races. Get over... And he still won't accept it to this day. But when I posted to Twitter, I did not expect so many people to agree with him. And I was just like, okay, I, I've had enough. I, I can't... And it can't be part of but this But I, th I do think that it, despite all the kind of quote-unquote trouble that it's courted i still think this was a really important leap to take and of course in doing so it's bound to ruffle the feathers of like the least likable people that you're to run across on the internet like in terms of the way the message came across do you guys feel like it communicated itself well like do you think this was a good message for arthur to share i think it was honestly um this is something that i had i had talked about uh, with Delhi, um, like, you know, when this video is, like, still fresh. Um, but before we made our video, if I recall correctly. But, honestly, this just, like, reminded me of not just, like, solely, like, 
shows in general addressing these topics, but the strength of like Arthur in itself addressed these topics. And I know because of the circumstances, you know, this is probably like the best we could get. And I think like a YouTube short would probably get more into people's like conscience, like, you know, better mm -hmm. than a traditional episode. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like genuinely intrigued as to like how they would handle um, a plot like this in the 11 minute structure. And I really do think they would have the strength for it, but I don't know. Maybe it's something they could address in the future. Mm. That is something that people did bring up too. This is like, this is inappropriate for a three minute short. Why not just make it an 11 minute episode, which I think is fair. Um, I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm the Arthur Lord <laughs> consultant now, I guess, but I'm, I'm not fully, I'm not fully read. You know, I, I dip in and out of seasons. I, I'm I, not I, exactly, I can help, I can help I, you I with as, as much as I can. There's, there's plenty of things I don't know about, but hopefully I can kind of lift you up with, with my own knowledge too. So. Great. Great. Um, yeah, I, I it would be hard for me to imagine that they haven't tackled this before. Like, in general, like, not even just, like, um, you know, racism of this sort, but, like, bigotry, discrimination. They've, I mean, the John Lewis episode of Arthur was mm -hmm. pretty much that, but without the racial context. So, and even if they haven't tackled that before, the whole uh, gist of Arthur is just, you know, to celebrate diverse cultures and people and i remember hearing you talk about it in, in one episode and how like the whole the whole mantra of arthur is just it, it's encapsulated in that that yeah. theme song right you know just getting to know people and hearing people out and it's a it's a message that resonates so i don't understand you know this wouldn't even if arthur didn't explicitly say this like the short never existed it's not a message that they would um reject and i don't i don't think any pbs show would like you know i don't think the dinosaur train fan uh the dinosaur train crew are fans of steven crowder right. or whatever but i mean you know i did you need this short to like uh, illuminate that um you know it's 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 weird yeah and i and it kind of goes along with like well this was intended for an audience that is in some cases just finding out about this because of the events of 2020 that also and because it's so concurrent with everything that's been happening in terms of the black lives matter protests and everything else that's been happening um i thought it was kind of important to note that uh, cash you mentioned that you know it being in this kind of video format this three minute video it's more likely to kind of catch on with people who aren't going to sit down to watch an entire episode um I, I I looked I looked it up. So there was also that viral clip from that episode of Sesame Street a couple of months ago about the protests, about the Black Lives Matter protests. They don't actually have an official upload of that on like Sesame Street's YouTube or whatever it is, but there are clips of it uploaded onto YouTube, at least as far as I I could see. And I was curious, and it's true that that clip as well also has a very healthy dislike portion of the viewing audience that are looking at that. Even though when I saw that myself a couple months ago, again, I was practically moved to tears because I thought it was such a, uh, personally, I thought it was a really great way to tackle such a, a heady and sensitive issue for an audience that's even younger than Arthur's. So it, it in, in a way that almost made me feel a little bit better about this short's reception. Cause it's like, Oh, okay. No matter how you package this, 
there is still going to be that crowd of people who will have the same problems with it. And like you said a couple times, Deli, like, like, are you sure? Like, like, why are you talking about this children's show? And it's like, well, when do we start? Like, wh- when would be a well, for some people a good time to start would be never. So it's like we gotta we gotta do this at some point, right? And especially in like Sesame Street's case, like, I feel like people who disagree with that, you know, they they really just have their head like way up there because Sesame Street literally head on. Um, address the issue of yeah. racism in the traditional episode. Obviously, yeah. it came out you know before my time, but you know it is still it still hits those beats. It's still very much relevant if you put it on now, you know, because those issues are still going to happen. So I don't know if that's the case. People really do just want to like pretend that because these issues systemically or otherwise don't affect them or their kids you know they can just like live in a little bubble just pretend that everything's all hunky dory and they want their entertainment to care to that but this is the real world and i think showing that even in these little animated or puppetry utopias that real world issues do still happen is important you know we don't want to like take away um childhood innocence and just make them cynical but we need to it would be you know it would be the most responsible thing to show, you know, realistically, you know, like there are bad things in the world and, you know, knowing about them and knowing, being aware of it and like how even for a little bit, you know, just being aware of how you can help make a difference would still not only empower viewers of any show that would tackle sensitive issues, but still maintain that childhood innocence and optimism. Cause I think that's, also a very important aspect you know especially for our child viewers um so i those were kind of the notes that i had but i before we kind of start wrapping up here i just wanted to ask of course i would again encourage everybody to check out deli your video your most recent video on the wacky deli on youtube but is there anything else that you guys wanted to say about this while we're still uh on the topic i think all i could really say is that you know, we need to do this more. I think it's a point I hit on in the original video, but I mean, hey, man, you gotta normalize uh, anti-racism. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the key over here. And um, I mean, it's always gonna make certain people uncomfortable, and not everyone's gonna embrace it. That's all right. But uh, if we can just get to a point where um, all the states will allow a gay rat wedding to air on public television, then I'm, yeah. I'm straight. That that's all I could ask. <laughs> yeah, for. I agree. And, you know, of course, I definitely agree, too. You know, we are definitely living in an age where, um, in general, you know, just, like, topics addressing uh, different ways of life, you know, like, you know, especially uh, lately with uh, LGBT stuff and representation animation, uh, I think we're definitely making progress. But not only do the shows themselves, like, are always on that upward incline towards progress, you know, we need to directly find a way to reach towards audiences and by whatever means necessary, make them more willing to listen and to be aware of these messages that, you know, like where we're spreading, um, you know, multiple shows can address these messages in whatever way that they feel is appropriate. And you no, know, sometimes you no, know, like, you know, the message might not hit. Like, again, people said that, you know, a full length episode on racism probably would have been better. But if we have, more 
shows and more people talking about these messages, you know, we probably wouldn't have to hold like when it does happen on a pedestal. You know, we I feel like we can't expect everything to hit on every beat possible. But with more messages, more shows you know, available, you know, we can hold on specific aspects while still tr- uh, tying into the whole anti-racism, anti-bigotry message. And, of course, you know, this isn't to say that, you know, kids can't still be kids. You know, of course, we're still going to have our wacky fun times on whatever show that decides to discuss these issues. But, again, just keeping them informed of the real world and maintaining the optimism while still keeping them grounded is ultimately what I think should be the end goal. Well, guys, I'm really happy that I was able to connect with you about this. And uh, I've mentioned it a couple of times here, but I wanted to give you guys the chance to um, talk about your own online presences. So, Deli, we'll start with you. And this is kind of where it all came from, is your YouTube channel. So could you tell us uh, where we can find you online, what kind of stuff you like to create, and that sort of thing? Uh, sure. I, um, well, the YouTube channel is just, uh, The Wacky Deli. If you pop that into YouTube, you'll probably find it. Um, also on Twitter, under a similar handle. And, um, I, I'm pretty multifaceted. I kind of just cover what I want, anything. Um, you know, things like the Arthur piece are kind of based on spontaneous news, but, uh, I try to do deep dives and, analyses and retrospectives and stuff. In fact, a, a few of my friends and I are working on a, a collab series about um, aspects of Phineas and Ferb. So um, if you want to check out my channel, you can probably find the rest of theirs over there. And um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of I kind of do a little bit of everything. Yeah, I, like you've got a you've got a uh, a video on the gay rat wedding. I mean, I'm pleased because as as somebody who grew up in Canada, I'm seeing like some faces from my past here. We got, we got sticking around. We got Ned's newt. Uh, we, uh, man, I can't wait to like take a deep dive. You've even got like a, uh, a month about the national film board. So I am, I'm super glad to have found your channel, right. not just for this conversation, but this is going to, this is going to keep me afloat for a while. Uh, and cat. <laughs> yeah. And cash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. tell us about where you can be found online. I'm just looking at some of the stuff on your, on your YouTube channel right now as well. Okay, so um, you can find me on, of course, on YouTube, Cash Cash, uh, and on Twitter, uh, Cash, uh, K-A-S-H underscore C-A-S-H, and, of course, the art account, but that's my bio. Um, As for my content, um, I guess you could really describe it as uh, potpourri. I definitely, um, for the sake of argument, I would um, align myself with the quote-unquote YouTube cartoon community. In fact, um, quite similar to the retrospective uh, collab that Delhi is currently a part of, I was, um, two months ago, I was in a collaborative review of the Cartoon Network Invaded event um, with Mm -hmm. uh, some bigger channels. Mm -hmm. But as for the content that I produce... um, I really just want to talk about, like, literally anything. Like, this channel is just an excuse to talk about, like, any piece of media that I resonate with. Um, be it animation, be it live action, maybe even a game or anime or whatever. And I think 
the the proudest videos that I have are uh, my my first anonymous nobody, which is a sort of tribute to Ian Jones Cordy as a black artist, and my recent video, which is a musical analysis on the music that was used in Clone High. But I have a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. A lot of it's going to be surprising. And I may not post often, but what I do post, um, I'm very proud of. And as uh, something that might happen in in the pretty near future, uh, Cash and I, when we were talking about the vid, um, since we realized that there were so many people that weren't in the know about Arthur, we figured that um, we would want to make a video about um, diverse topics in Arthur, you know, about race or... Um, you know, mental illness and other things that have been addressed in the world of Arthur. So um, we want to address that within the next couple months or so. So that might be of interest. To Def- definitely. Definitely. Please keep me on top of that, and I'll I can offer any help or promotion as as best I can. I'd be. That'd be, be wonderful. I'd be Thank happy you. too. Definitely. And guys, it's been my pleasure to host you both here for this. Thank you very much for your thoughts, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Too. Thank you. Definitely. Sign me All up, right. man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, for Delhi and for Cash, my name's Will Young. That's another episode of ECL Presents. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you have a good week. And, uh, you know, be good. I was, I was going to try and think of something important to say, but I couldn't <laughs> think of anything. <laughs> <laughs>